1: the buck sexton show team we're joined now by matt walsh he is an author at the blaze and at the matt on twitter he's at matt walsh blog matt good to have you thanks for joining hey thanks for having me uh first can you tell me a bit about being traumatized traumatized by a sexist racist transphobic mall santa that sounds scary
0: oh yeah well i i wish they wouldn't judge up these uh these memories, Buck, it's, it's uh, pretty difficult. Well, you know, I, I recorded a video last, uh, last week about a mall Santa that I encountered at the mall. And, um, you know, I was just listing all of the ways that it's offensive. And there's the, there's the obvious ones, like, you know, not everybody's Christian in the mall. There are Jews and Muslims who aren't included in this. Uh, but it's also offensive that he's uh, straight. You know, why couldn't he be gay? It's offensive that there's so many reasons why it's offensive. Uh, milk and cookies, you know, offensive to lactose intolerant people. So anyway, I recorded that video and it got like four million views. And mo- most of the people that uh, that watched the video thought took it completely seriously and or, you know, thought that I was being completely sincere. And and, so, and I've got a lot of very supportive emails from um, liberals telling me, you know, basically in, in solidarity, trying to encourage me. And I thought that was pretty um, that was nice.
1: So, so wait, there there are people you're telling me that there are people who I mean, do we have before before we play the audio? I know. Hold on a second, John. Before we play the audio, uh, there are people that that saw you talking about this and they thought you were serious. That they were actually really pleased that somebody was calling out the transphobia of Santa Claus.
0: The vast majority of people, if you read the comments, the vast majority of people have taken it seriously, on one side or the other. Like they're they're conservatives and they're calling me a liberal pansy or, or you know words more vulgar than that. Or their liberals take it, but the vast majority, like 90%, taking it seriously. So that's, I guess that you know, that's where we are with liberalism now. That it's really hard to make a parody of it because it's so ridiculous that nobody can tell if you're doing a parody or if you're being serious
1: i will say that i've seen unfortunately a lot with a lot of conservatives sarcasm does not translate well on social media for some reason sarcasm and parody sometimes you know all you have to do is put out a tweet that's like yeah hillary was a great presidential candidate and you'll get people that are yelling at you and it's it's difficult uh, that is something that that is real let's play a little of matt's audio four million views and counting go <sighs>
0: um something that uh, something terrible happened uh to me just now and um, very traumatic. I, I I don't even know how to talk about this, but I was just it was just in the mall. I, I went to the mall to buy some genderless, non-heteronormative, non-holiday-specific gifts for my non-binary three-year-old Sky. And uh, you know, I was just walking along, looking looking for like a gender-neutral beige polka-dotted cardigan for toddlers. When I happened to stumble upon. I, <laughs> I stumbled. Up, trigger warning here. I, I stumbled upon a Santa, a mall Santa, in a public place in the year 2016. Because apparently this mall has never heard of the Declaration of Independence and the First Amendment of it, which says that you can't have religious holiday displays in places where there's other people that are not of that religion. It says it right in there. Now I can't believe I have to explain to you bigots in the year 2016. Why a mall Santa is extremely offensive. But let's start with the most obvious one. Not everybody is Christian. Hello. There were Jewish Americans walking in that mall, weeping because of this. Why couldn't there be someone dressed as uh, Moses or something for them? There were Muslim refugees from Syria, probably, walking in that mall. Why couldn't there be someone dressed as Muhammad for them? They would love that. I myself am an agnostic, Wiccan, Buddhist, vegan, wizard, and of course, I was completely unrepresented by the mall Santa. But it's worse than that because you you
1: were you were completely unrepresented by the by the mall Santa. I love that the the verbiage you're using, by the way, and and, and obviously it's it's great parody. Is is the actual wording that the left uses for a lot of stuff? The sort of non-binary, that's real. You're actually just taking what they say. You're not making up these words.
0: No, no, not at all. And there, and there's, uh, there as we know, there's a whole community of people who really are very uh, intent on raising their kids in a you know non-binary household. And so th- this is something people do. They go out, and they look for genderless toys and things like that. So it's like I said, once you've once you've got one side of the spectrum that has honestly descended into actual insanity, it it does make it difficult. And I mean, one it, on one hand, it's easy to make fun of, but on the other hand, it's it's difficult to parody. Because they are so insane, but I but I also think you know you mentioned that satire parody and that kind of thing doesn't play well with conservatives or they don't pick up on it as much and I think that is true. But um, that's an un- well, on you know, social
1: on social media. I'm just saying on Twitter and Facebook on yeah. social
0: media. But it's also but I mean like there's no it, it's it's a it's a tactic that we've pretty much ceded to the left. It's they're the only ones that do it and it's effective. I mean people, it's an effective way of de- deconstructing an argument, even if it's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, and uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe there should be more of these kind of things. Anyway, it's, it's fun to do anyway, so.
1: And I'm actually, there, there is a part of me that's a little surprised, given how crazy the left has gotten in recent years or how far they're willing to go on some things, that there isn't more, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's I, I could see this happening, there isn't more outrage about Santa being overwhelmingly white and male, you know, that, that, that we don't hear more about the need for Santa diversity.
0: Look, they'll get around to it. I I mean, I, I did. I think the reason why I even made that—the thing that inspired me—was that the, uh, the story about, I think at the Mall of America, they had their first Black Santa, and it was treated as this uh, victory or whatever. Um, So I think they'll get around to it. But it's just when you set out to be offended by literally everything in the world, it's you can't get. You know, you gotta, you have to take it one at a time. So they'll, they'll get there. I'm sure.
1: Why is it so? fun or a better word why is it so gratifying for the progressives and by the way i i I more or less go get coffee at what would be considered a progressive coffee shop every morning as i sort of get ready for for the day and am surrounded by people that i I hear the way they're speaking about things there's a lot of people from the sort of tech and and fashion community near where i live and you know of course after the election people were all talking i could overhear things Why is it fun to always be um, in a perpetual state of of outrage? I mean, don't your hands get blistered after clutching your pearls so many times?
0: I would think so, but I also think it's just, uh, well, I guess they call it virtue signaling these days, which I actually think that term is a little bit overused at times. But uh, it's a way of feeling morally superior, where you have all these rubes that are, that, are doing something or saying something, and they think it's harmless. And so you get to go in and be the intelligent one who explains, oh, no, this is actually problematic because I learned about this in college in gender studies. Let me tell you about it. And so it's just a way of, I think, showing off your intelligence and your supposed um, more refined moral sensibilities.
1: And yet this stuff, to any normal person, would have sounded bizarre even five, maybe ten, but I would say five years ago, a lot of the positions that, that are taken now I come across people who otherwise seem totally normal who think that yeah, clothing for clothing for toddlers should be non-gender specific. That that should be the you know you mentioned like beige polka dot you know non-binary non-cisgender clothing for toddlers. There are people who 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 have been taught to believe that as though that's normal.
0: Yeah, and it has happened really quick, very very rapidly. It's it's kind of surprising, but then it's not so surprising when you when you realize that uh, many people in our culture are kind of unmoored. They're they're not grounded in any kind of uh, moral code or or set of principles or anything. And so we're all kind of floating around um, untethered. And so it doesn't take much when someone presents a worldview to you. It doesn't take much for you to kind of adopt it. And once you've adopted it, then you'll just go along with with the rest of it. So people have adopted progressivism as this as the superior uh, way of looking at the world. And so they'll just follow it, you know. It's, when the next thing comes up that they're supposed to think, they'll just follow right along, I think. That's what people do.
1: Uh, we've been talking about it a bit on the show, Matt, but I, I wanted to get your take on it, and it's obviously uh, up on up on com right now with your most recent piece, uh, No, Russia didn't elect Donald Trump. The voters did. Uh, wh- what do you say in the face of all, all this? It, it really is a sort of Russia hysteria. It's like the Russians are invading.
0: It's very strange because it's... You know, I, w- I was uh, I was just born in the, in the mid 80s. So I don't remember a lot of this, but I am aware that, you know, li- liberals in this country spent back when the Soviet Union actually was an evil empire trying to take over the world and pointing nuclear missiles at the United States and that sort of thing. You had liberals in this country that were the ones saying, no, no, they're misunderstood, you know, taking their side. And now all of a sudden when that's over, they decide that Russia is the is the evil empire. So that is it's an interesting thing. Um, but I also think that, look, let's be honest. There's hypocrisy on both sides of this, because it was also not, but it seems like it was only just yesterday that conservatives were the anti-Russia hawks and the ones who practically wanted to go to war with Russia, uh, you know, over them trying to take over the smaller states surrounding them. And now and now conservatives are the ones that are on Russia's side. So I, I, I know a lot of conservatives are saying that this is kind of a one-sided hypocrisy that's going on, but I don't really think, I, I think it's both sides. Have no, I think the answer is nobody really knows what they think about Russia, and so we're just kind of we've all switched sides, and uh, it's like the hokey pokey or the or, or a you know some dance thing, and and it's just it's everyone's confused.
1: Yeah, we used to, in the agency, people would and I'm sure it's barred from other places. People would always say you know where you sit is where you stand, like whichever office you are in. That was the most important issue facing the United States government at the time, and whatever issue you were on specifically in that office, you know that was the most important uh, uh, you know portfolio that could possibly ever be addressed by U.S. government power. And I, I think what we're seeing here is there are a lot of people who I, I think. There's been so much uh, hypocrisy going on that it almost feels like you got to fight fire with fire. And so, yeah, Russia, not, yeah, not so bad <laughs> you know, because the Democrats are worse. Not a principled position, but I, I do think that people just feel like this is a food fight. Everybody's in the middle of it. I've already got you know cheddar soup on my face or whatever, so I might as well just throw some stuff at the other guy.
0: Yeah, I think that's what everyone's doing, and I, I don't think I don't think we've uh, we haven't become more enlightened people because of it. But it is it, I think the actual right position on the Russia thing is pretty simple. It's not that hard to. You know, there's a little bit of a nuance to it, but uh, the answer is that if Russia did in fact, and this is all big if, but if they did act hack the emails and if they did leak them with the intention of getting Donald Trump elected, those are all big ifs. And maybe we'll never know the answer to that question. But if that were true. And that is significant, and it should be investigated, and that's something that we should all take exception to as Americans, because this is a foreign government trying to involve itself in our election. And so, yeah, that's a significant thing. On the other hand, uh, Donald Trump probably would have been elected anyway. I don't think the emails are the ones that all, the, the thing that ultimately did it. Hillary Clinton was a historically weak candidate, and so on and so forth. And and that's the reason why they lost, is because of Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, it, so, well, yes, it is. I, is I, I totally agree with you, by the way, and and people I was at CNN a couple of days ago and they look at me like that position is crazy that you can say, yeah, investigate. Yeah, this isn't good, but let's not all pretend that this changed the election because, you know, ultimately they want to push people into one camp or the other. Either you're a a sort of a a Russia hack denier or you're um, somebody that's willing to say that the election was, was turned by this little Russian information operation.
0: Yeah. I don't think the average voter in uh you know some blue collar county in michigan or pennsylvania or north carolina i don't think they went out and voted based on russian propaganda because russia told them to or even because of the emails i don't think that was what motivated people i think they were motivated because they they liked donald trump's ideas and um they also just and on the other side of it people just were not inspired on the liberals were not inspired by hillary clinton they've never been inspired by her this is a problem going back 30 years and so that's that's why things turned out the way they did. I think it would have been. And the other problem is that liberals run into here is that Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote by three million, uh, right? By whatever two two or three million votes. So it, the the problem isn't that just she just she lost. It's the states that she lost that was the problem. So are we supposed to believe that the Russian propaganda, if that's what it was, uh, only works particularly in places like Michigan and Pennsylvania and the states she needed to win? Yeah, I don't think so. So it just it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and also I think they, they all assumed, even when the emails were coming out, that Hillary was going to win anyway. <laughs> so that's, they, n- None of them thought it was effective until after Trump won, and then all of a sudden this was the most genius thing. The New York Times, the piece today, The Perfect Weapon, that's what they're calling it, which, I don't know if you know this, Matt, was actually a pretty marginal to suboptimal martial arts movie from the early 90s with Jeff Speakman, who did not have much of a career.
0: I have to be honest. In martial arts movies, I, I am not well versed in those, and I feel uh, <laughs> okay. into, I feel I feel insufficient as a man because of that.
1: Well, no, I, I do agree with you on best TV shows. I saw on Twitter uh, with The Wire and Breaking Bad. So good calls on those. Matt Walsh is the uh, author, or is an author at theblaze dot and the author of the Matt Walsh blog. Go to TheMattWalshBlog.com dot and also download his podcast on the Blaze Radio. Matt, appreciate you making the time. Great talking to you. Eight hundred six hundred sixteen forty-five. 1645